of Endzone, Dancers Podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone to the LED Podcast. It is now week seven. I am the commish. I'm filling in for Steve, who's out this week. He might be suffering from a symptom called embarrassment as he lost his fourth in a row against Lopra. Sorry, Steve. Still love you, man. Uh, but we got, of course, the main guy, our main co-host, the Wiz Kid, and who loves this podcast so much, he decided to come in the studio. He's at the office of the commissioner tonight. What's going on, Ant? Come on, baby. It's over. What's going on? In studio today, we're midway through the season, LED Get your, get your team together. It's time to put up or shut up. Well said, well said. And from the B-League tonight, who is going to be on the show, I think, for the entirety of the show. But we got, of course, Mike Vanessa's. What's going on, Mike? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back on. Feels like it's been a lifetime. Uh, glad to be back. It kind of feels like we've done this before, haven't we, Mike? It's deja vu, dude. <laughs> kind of feels like we've done this three times already. But yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we got a jam-packed show. We're gonna go through some top news. We're gonna talk about some stuff that happened in the B League that was pretty big, and then we're gonna go into our recaps, and then we're gonna give a little quick look at the playoff races in both leagues. We're gonna play a little, uh, a little bit by our rookie Brett, and then we're gonna finish it off with some mid-season awards along with our trivia questions, of course. So let's kick it off and let's get right into it. Top news. All right. The top news last week, I would say, would be the big trade that went down between Doug and Ken. In this trade, Ken and Doug received, or they exchanged Atlantic Falcon receivers, Ken receiving Julio Jones, as well as Tavon Austin, and Doug receives Calvin Ridley, and James White. And it's worth noting that Calvin Ridley, because he was traded within his rookie season, he will actually maintain his rookie tag eligibility. If he was traded in the offseason, he would not. That was a new rule that took effect a couple of years ago. And then Julio Jones, uh, he has one year left on his keeper eligibility. Uh, Ant, any initial thoughts on this trade? I think I think this trade actually helps both teams. Um, Doug getting two players, Tavon's just a throw in. But um, James White, uh, so far, has been stellar. Um, He's probably going to tick down a little bit, getting uh, Gordon and Edelman and, and uh, Sony Michelle emerging. But so far, he's been solid in, in a potent offense. And Calvin Ridley's got quite a few touchdowns, uh, unlike Julio Jones. Um, he does get touchdowns. Um, but for Ken, I think definitely a huge uptick. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones is a great one-two combo. Uh, he's looking a little bit thin at running back, but he has shown he's been a savvy enough manager to uh, mix and match and play matchups. Uh, Aaron Jones and uh, uh, Marlon Mack aren't too bad. Uh, Darren Sproles will fill in for him, and he should get Deontay Foreman back, who was pretty good last year. I don't know this year coming off the injury, but I think he'll be able to scrap something together. Yeah, and I don't think we've ever seen a trade where, you know, receivers or anybody on the same team, you know, or just any players from the same position from the same team were exchanged. So it's a weird trade in that, in that regard. Uh, to me, it sort of looks like Doug's kind of playing for next year. Uh, it looks like he wanted to grab that long-term value with Ridley. And, um, and maybe he thought that uh, James White was going to fill in some void at running back. 
But I think for Ken, it is a good move. Um, it looks like he's kind of selling high on both guys, and I think he's kind of selling them at their peak of their value. Although Ridley, um, his stock's probably fallen just a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and he's dealing with some injury now. But it's a, it's a, it's a good trade. I think it helps both teams. Um, I did ask Ken uh, what his thoughts were and what, you know, what his logic was um, on that trade, and I also asked uh, Doug the same question. And so Ken actually replied to me, uh, in spite, you know, in spite turning me down on the podcast, but he did give us a quote for the podcast. So he said, quote, expecting White's production to drop and expecting Julio to finally score touchdowns. One touchdown in two years, he's due for a big second half. I'll lean on my pass catchers for production and rotate through my running backs, close quote. And so, like I said, yeah, I think, I think you know, he's selling high. But I just don't know, like Anthony said, that he really has, you know, any running backs that are viable options. I mean, I don't think Marlon Mack and Darren Sproles are the answer at that position. And so he's going to have to scrap hard uh, going forward after losing James White. But I think he does have some logic there, um, kind of predicting his, you know, his, his fall because they got all their wide receivers back. But, you know, we'll see how this pans out. Moving on. There was actually some big news that happened in the B League actually just today. And for those that have not have not paid attention or for those that have not heard yet, Jay has actually been replaced for the second year in a row. Last year he missed the B League draft. And so he was replaced immediately before the season started. This year, he is acting like the old Jay that we remember from the A-League. He basically hasn't paid attention for a couple weeks. He hasn't set his lineup. He started Ajayi, who we know is out for the year. He started Ajayi two weeks in a row. And last week, he actually started a kicker on by. And Mike even pointed this out. He had the opportunity to pick up a kicker on Monday night. And that actually would have given him the stinker win. Come on, man. But absolutely intolerable behavior and play for this league. As everyone knows, this is just not another league. You know, and we just don't tolerate players like this. And so if you want to mess around, I mean, you can go play in another league. I mean, as simple as that. And so Jay has been replaced by the next man up on the waiting list. And that man is my cousin Mayo. Uh, he last played in 2013. So he's not, he's not a rookie. He's not you know, new to the league. Uh, he's been around. It's been a few years. But he is an experienced manager. Um, and he will be filling Jay's spot this year and going forward. But since we got you on the show, Mike, um, I know you were pretty vocal about um, about this whole situation, but kind of weigh in for us and, and, you know, give us your thoughts as a member of the B-League. Well, you know, it is a shame that this all panned out the way it did. I mean, I'm not too familiar with Jay, but it sounds like he's got a history of doing this. Um, and it's like you said, you know, it's, it's all – it's fun in games, but you're just ruining everybody's fun. It's the bottom line, you know, it's, it's, it is competitive. We all are in it to win it, and he's just kind of screwing things up. I mean, for example, Aaron and I would both be one rank up had uh, he not just banished his team, you know, left him stranded. So he's, he's changing a lot of things, and it's simple. All you got to do is grab your phone, at least put some active guys in there. It's not like a huge time dilemma for him and we went to great lengths to try to reach out to him b-league guys are 
texting him. So he's getting text messages from people he doesn't know. You would think he would <laughs> respond somehow, some way, but absolutely nothing. We just got crickets. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I know I said that I would give him until Saturday to respond. And for the, for the A-leaguers that don't know, I kind of jokingly in the uh, B-league chat, I threw it out there and I said, uh, I said, anybody that texts Jay um, and asks him to pay his buy-in and basically pay attention, they'll get five waiver dollars. And so a bunch of guys did it. It was pretty funny. They all texted their screenshots at me uh, <laughs> or to the thread. Uh, and so I, I don't know. The reason why I didn't, I didn't wait till Saturday is because, you know, like you guys saw on the thread, I, I, I basically looked into it, you know, and he's been active. You know, or, or I looked into uh, Instagram and I saw that he was active a few hours ago. And so he's just basically been ignoring me as well as everyone else. Uh, and that's just unacceptable, man. He hasn't paid his buy-in. He's not paying attention. And this is not the first time that this has happened. You know, and I hate to, I hate to do it because, you know, because we've played with Jay for so many years and, you know, I've known him on a personal level for a number of years too, but I'm sorry, man. He was just asking for it. And, you know, I don't think there's anything else I can do besides this. Do you agree, Mike? Yeah, I think you did the right move, man. You had to be swift. You had to be decisive. Just get him out of there, get the next guy in and let the B League move on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, speaking of the B League, we have uh, the rookie Brett and Anthony. They actually recorded a little bit that they wanted to play on the podcast. Uh, since Brett's a new guy, um, I don't really know him. You don't really know him. Actually, he's, uh, he's Anthony's boy, and he's been waiting apparently a long time to, <laughs> to join the B League. And so uh, I finally gave him, gave him the chance because the, the spot opened up this week, I mean, this year. And so uh, without further ado, here's, uh, here's Brett and Anthony. Come on, baby, it's over. I'm here today with rookie veteran, Brett the Hitman Spark. Give us your thoughts on your first year in LEDB League. Well, first you're gonna, you, after you introduce me, you're gonna say hello. How are you doing too, Anthony? What's up, Brett, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so yeah, your question on the LED. Um, first year, I'm liking it, I'm digging it a lot, man. Um, got a lot to offer uh, in this league. It's not your just typical garage league, uh, meet up with the guys once and then you don't even hear from them. Uh, you know, especially B-League, you know, it seems like there's a lot of chatter online, things going back and forth and stuff I, I had never been accustomed to in other fantasy leagues, but it's very fun. It's it's keeping me involved. How long were you on the waiting list to join? Oh, well, we're going to look at that now. So I took about two years off fantasy, had some other things going on in life, but I was on the waiting list for about two years, uh, got a phone call and here I am. Uh, when did you first start playing fantasy? Oh God, that was back in the early 90s, you know, back when baseball was it, man. We did baseball fantasy. Uh, back then everything was done like, you know, weekly. We did everything through the newspaper. Uh, it was it was a lot of work trying to get, you know, all the stats and get things put together. So you could only do a weekly thing. But yeah, that was I started that back in the early 90s. That's just before some of us were even born. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so give us your thoughts. This week's waiver wire was a little interesting. Uh, we had uh, Mozart, Barber, Zuline, a couple guys you were going after. Mm -hmm. uh, what were you thinking this week? Uh, well, you know, I really need to get my kicker back. Um, so I got him. Uh, I've got Russell Wilson on bye this week. A uh, couple other players on bye as well. So I really needed to fill those slots in. Uh, I got what I wanted. I picked them up. As far as the two running backs, um, you know, I think they kind of went a little high. 
Um, we'll see if those guys get started on those teams this week. If they don't, that's where I'd say they probably went a little high, a little bit more than I was willing to budget. Are you going to make the LED bowl this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I will. I saw the invite this week. Um, definitely, yeah, I'll be there. And uh, how long you plan? Uh, how long until you join the A League? A League, so that's probably about two years out. I would say. Uh, let me get accustomed a little bit more with this B League. Um, I'd like to maybe next year attend that draft for the A League and try to start figuring some things out and push forward into that. Awesome, awesome. And last, and but not least, last question. How much do you sacrifice for LED fantasy? I sacrifice everything. Very cool. Very cool. That was a cool interview. Uh, welcome to the league, Brett. And uh, that was cool uh, listening to to your guys' interview and hearing your voice for the first time. What'd you think, like? Uh, I, I enjoyed that. That was very cool, very entertaining. Welcome to the league, dude. You sound knowledgeable. Uh, welcome to the league. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. If anyone has, uh, is hearing babies crying in the background, it's because this is a, sort of a daddy daycare podcast. Uh, it's, sort of a, a, it's sort of a challenge right now. We're trying to do this podcast while babies are in the background, trying to keep them busy. So Anthony stepped away for a second. And uh, we'll, we'll get him back uh, shortly. So while we wait on Anthony, why don't we, why don't me and you, Mike, why don't we talk about, about the B-League? And uh, I, know, I know I usually do this, but um, because you are so good at it, I think you might have been second best B-League recapper, Mike. <laughs> but uh, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners what happened in week six of the B-League? Yeah, dude, let's actually, do it. it was a- actually, let me, let me cue, the, cue the music, bro. The music. There you go. All right. Well, it was a drama filled week in the B League, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, everyone's favorite B Leaguer, your truly dirty Mike and the boys, we were projected to destroy Danny and Brandon, aka on back. And so, guess what we did? We went out and we fucking destroyed aka on back. Final score 137 to 68. That puts me at 500, uh, lands me in seventh place. I'm back is slumping down to two and four. He's at 11. Uh, Robbie's team is staying hot. After opening 0 and 2, Robbie went to fourth in a row. He's defeating John, aka Ailey Snipers. Final score was 160 to 120. Robbie currently first in his division, second overall. Uh, this loss is putting John at three and three, ninth overall. But not all gloom and gloom for uh, John. Welcome to his uh, new baby girl, so hopefully Ramona's letting you get some sleep, dude. Uh, moving on, ACL Tech explodes for 161 points. Hunt, Jeffrey, and Thielen all contributing over 25 points. Uh, and meanwhile, Grace must have been uh, busy getting drunk in her classroom again. She wasn't able to break 70 points. Luckily for her, she remains in first place in her division, third overall. Uh, ACL Tech not so lucky. This win takes him to 2-4, and four, which is good enough for 12th overall. And then another B-League rookie, A.A. Ron. He knocked his third win of the year, puts him in, uh, 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 where does that put him? <laughs> that lands him, not sure. Min, uh, he keeps running into, into high scores. The poor guy can't catch a break. Uh, he put up 122 points, but like I said, he keeps running into high scores. He's got more points than anybody. 821 points he's taken on. 
Uh, he's two and four, last in division, tenth overall. Fernando, aka blessed him. Well, somebody must have blessed him. He's managed to put up 97 points, but still managed the W. He defeated Brett, who managed a measly 75 points. Fernando improves, improves to four and two, sits in fourth overall. Meanwhile, Brett. Hitman Spark, he's at 2-4, and four, 11th overall. And then we saved the best for second to last, the premier match of the week, Zach versus Jason. He told Zach at the start of the week that he was going to put up 155 points, 30 over projection. He would have said, fuck yeah, I'll take it, but not so fast as Jason still has something to say about it. History still has something to say about it. Jason puts up a record-breaking 212.6 points. Roger Hill, Sanders, Connor, Gordon III, all putting up monster numbers. Jason Proust to 4 and 2, sits atop the entire B League. And Zach, meanwhile, sits at 3 and 3, second in the BCS division, but eighth overall. And then we saved the worst for last, long lost champ Jay. And his infinite wisdom said, you know what, Jay Ajahi, I don't care that you had a season ending injury and you're hobbling around on one leg. We share a first name, I'm going to start you. He said, Prater, I don't care that it's your bye week. You're my starting kicker. Keep practicing. Come back strong next week. Your starting job is safe. So Jay goes ahead and puts up a terrible 59 points, but somehow almost wins. Daryl only puts up 68 points with only his kicker able to surpass projections. Uh, he gets gifted the win. Daryl improves to 4-2, second in his division, fifth overall. Jay, 2-4, and four, sitting in dead motherfucking last. Hey, Mike. Curious, uh, just just halfway through the season, uh, out of the B League, what would you say the top two or three uh, teams you see going going through? Ooh, top two or three. I'd say Robbie is for sure up there. He's on a, a hot streak. I'd say Jason. And you know what? I'd put me at number three. I think I got the best wide receiving core out of everybody. I got Boyd, I got Diggs, I got Brown, I got Galladay. I'm a little thin at running back, but, you know, Cohen seems to be getting it together. So I think, I think I'm in the hunt. Yeah, I think you're in the mix too, Mike. Uh, I do like your team a lot too. But Anthony jumped in a little too early. I want to give you a little applause, Mike. That was awesome, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. I really fucked up Aaron's spot. Sorry, dude. Let's play that again. <laughs> Screw Aaron anyway. You know what? Aaron, I've been trying to get him on the show, and uh, and every week he gives us a new excuse. You know, he always says he wants to come on the show, and then he gives us some dumb, lame excuse about not uh, about why he can't come. So to Aaron, this, this is what I got to say to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to play a second time. All right. It looks like Anthony is still attending to his daughter, and so we'll – We'll just keep it going with the B-League talk, Mike. <laughs> Let's, uh, uh, I, ha- I planned this for a little later in the show, but we could just go ahead and do it right now. Uh, I wanted to right. just kind of tell the listeners and do a little quick recap of where we're standing in the B-League as far as standings right now and how that's looking and how the playoff picture is kind of shaping out. And it looks like, uh, looks like Anthony's back, but is, uh, is holding his daughter. But anyway, right now, Mike, Number one is, of course, Jason at four and two. Number two is Ravi at four and two. Number three is Grace at four and two. Uh, all three are leading their division. 
And then the rest of the teams, Fernando, four and two, Daryl, four and two, Aaron, three and three, Mike, three and three. You're sitting right there on the fringe of the playoffs at number seven, Zach, three and three, John, three and three. Uh, in my opinion, I think, I think in both leagues, um, there's just a lot of parity. And I think I see a lot of teams that are very much in the playoff mix. And I can see a lot of these teams, um, you know, all competing for it down the stretch. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, everyone's, everyone's one win away or one loss away from losing their spot or gaining their spot. I mean, I think, I think Fernando's a little bit lucky just to be sitting where he's at. He's only put up 669 points. You got guys, like myself who've got 772 you got poor guys like men who've put up 782 but they just keep running into big scores and it's literally every week can make or break you which is all the more reason to be pissed off at jay <laughs> yeah for sure for sure i actually think that um i actually think robbie's got one of the best teams uh he's got solid running backs i don't think excuse me i don't think anyone has uh, a better backfield than than Fernand. I'm sorry, than Robbie does. Uh, his team's been super red hot, and of course he gets his fellow Indian this week. Or I'm sorry, he doesn't uh, this week anymore, uh, since it's now Mayo. But uh, he gets Jay's old team this week, and so uh, that should be that should be no problem for Robbie. But since we got Anthony finally back, uh, <laughs> let's shift gears and let's get back into the A League talk. Uh, Mike, did you have anything else you want to add on on uh, on the B League? No, that's I think that's it for me, guys. Okay, all right, all right. Well, Mike, um, I think this might be the uh, this might be the the extent of what we had planned for the B League content. Uh, so, if you want to take off, uh, you're more than welcome to. If you want to stick around, you can as well. But I do have a B League trivia question. I've been doing trivia questions for the A League, and I actually got a couple people from the B league that, <laughs> that actually emailed me and thinking that it was a, a trivia question for you guys league. So it got me thinking, you know what, why not reward the B league listeners? Because I'm sure there's a lot of you guys that listen. There might even be more of you guys that listen in the B league than in the A league. So, um, here's the B league trivia question. And I'm, I'm not making easy questions anymore. All right. So here it is. Only two managers have ever won B league that were not promoted. Who were they? I'll give you a hint. Oh, I know one for sure. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It occurred early in our uh, early, early, early in our uh, in our in our time as as the B League. So very early in our in our early years. That's what I meant to say. All right. So Mike, uh, if you want, do you want to stick around or do you want to do you want to take off and uh? Go uh I got a baby. I'll put to sleep. I'll All put right. my my boy to sure. sleep. Sure. Right, sorry folks. for the delay, Mike. Uh, I thought you did great, man. Thanks for being on the show, dog. All right, guys. Later. Later, Mike. All right. And so the A-League trivia question now, I'm going to throw this in the middle of the podcast so you cheaters can't just go to the end of the show. The A-League trivia question is not going to be an easy one either. All right. The question is, who was the last player to join the A-League without ever playing in the B-League? I'll give you a hint. The B-League started in 2010 call him the last OG. He's like Tracy. All right. All right. And those are the trivia questions for the week. So Anthony, let's get right into the uh, week five recast, which we skipped over. Uh, so let me look for the drop for that. I don't think we have one. So we'll just use this. Top news. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's how Steve does it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Week five recaps. I would say the top story is Steven, who I didn't even notice this on Monday night, but he gets a miraculous Monday night football comeback against Tom for his third straight win. He actually saves the 10 people who picked him to win with, the, uh, with a big help from Devontae Adams, who put in 32 points and helped him get the narrow victory over Dom. Dom team, Dom's team, I feel like it, he's really coming on. But he's getting a lot of unlucky breaks. He's getting, some, he's getting some bad matchups. He's getting some big scores scored against him. And then now it doesn't get any easier. He has to face Anthony this week. Anthony, do you think Steven's team is the hottest team in the league right now? Uh, I, it's pretty close between him and Roger. I mean, Roger's been blowing up uh, week by week. Um, Dom, I actually picked Dom to win. I was hoping he'd win that one out. But Devontae Adams is definitely uh, a talent that is hard to guard with a great quarterback. He definitely passes the eye test. And I thought Rodgers getting hurt a little bit might give him a down tick, but by no means has he slowed down and he should continue. So Steven's going to be there getting Bell back. You know, it's interesting. I thought when, when Bell comes back, uh, they might – put in Connor he's been doing so well so it might be interesting how that gets worked in um but I think when it comes to playoff time Bell should be the guy and his team will be firing on all cylinders yeah I mean Devontae Adams wow man like I said I, I didn't even notice I when I when I looked at the scores on Sunday night I pretty much wrote off Steven as a loss and so to see him come back like that I mean I thought it was that was pretty pretty crazy uh, Devontae Adams has been nothing short of short of awesome I think he's been He's been like 25 plus the last couple of weeks. Um, it is interesting that that he did get uh, Mostert or Mozart. I don't know how to say his name, but basically, basically the Niners, uh, the Niners running back that's supposed to fill in for Alfred Morris. Um, I don't know how true that is, although he got a lot of work that night or that day. Um, but it looks like Steven put in a pretty savvy bid at 29, outbidding outbidding Ken for 16 uh, at 16, which was the second highest bid. But uh, looks like Kevin. I mean, looks like. <laughs> Looks like Steven's team is definitely pretty hot right now, and uh, I don't know that that slows down this week, although he's got, he's got Adams on by. All right. Moving on. In the 13th annual Young Bull. No, I got to throw that in there. Lil Bro wins his fourth straight Young Bull. And hands Big Bro his fifth loss of the season. Steve has not tasted victory against Lil Bro since 2014. Uh, Tyreek Hill goes off, gives me 37. His second game of this season, over 35 points. Uh, best week of the season for the commish with 165 points. Steve does lose Cup and his linebacker early in the game. And for some reason, just keeps getting bad IDP production. Uh, OBJ put up a little stinker, less than 10 points. But in spite of the win, I actually fall to sixth place after losing the division lead to Mike since he beat Doug last week. So we're now we're tied in division lead and he has a few more points than me. Um, I just had to throw that in there, but Ant, any thoughts on this matchup? Um, well, I thought it was an interesting matchup before that um, Kansas city and new England game. You were actually, you guys were pretty close and Sony Michelle was going, going off as well. But Tyreek Hill is just, he's going to give you those games. He may not always produce really good, but he definitely has the ability to get three touchdowns in one game. He has the ability to go over 150 yards. Um, he's a special player, and when you watch him, he's clearly the fastest guy on the field. Yeah. So uh, 
I really like uh, Tyreek. I, I think it's nice having him. If you get to a championship game, he could definitely just carry your team uh, with blow-up games like that. Yeah, no, uh, you were absolutely right. Um, coming into that Sunday night game, it was pretty close. And I was sitting there, you know, texting Steve, and we're, we're kind of going back and forth because it was super close at that time. And I actually, I was feeling nervous that I might not even come back and win. Um, but then, of course, Tyreek Hill did go off. Um, but he had, he's been he's, – he, he was great that game. And that one catch, I swear that catch – I mean, that throw that Mahomes threw – that one touchdown where he kind of just lobbed it. I swear oh, that was yeah. going to Cream Hunt. I mean, did not look like yeah, it was it going. Yeah. I swear it was look, it was going to Cream Hunt. And it was interesting because after the game, Mahomes was like, when he when people asked him, the media asked him uh, who he was throwing to. He was like, oh, a magician never reveals his secrets. <laughs> so, uh, but definitely a huge game for Tyree Kill. Definitely sealed the victory for me. Uh, I was a little worried about him because uh, after that, you know, a really hot start to the season, he kind of tailed off and uh, he didn't really blow up. But uh, definitely. Nice to see him finally break out and put up that monster game, which we all know he's capable of doing. So what do you think between uh, Tyreek Hill or Sony Michelle? Who's going to rank higher uh, next next year? Just overall, overall, overall draft rankings. Um, well, it's tough to say, man. I think I think you got to go. You got to go Tyreek Hill too. Um, still, I think there's still a lot of good running backs that I don't see Sony Michelle surpassing. So I mean, it remains to be seen if he keeps playing at this pace. Definitely see him as an RB1, but, you know, there's still a lot of great running backs, so it'd be tough to see him above those guys. i say they're both early second next year. I, I think they're both good picks yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Steve got a good one with that. Um, I believe he drafted him, right? So he's got some rookie tag. $13, I believe. There you go. There you go. Good stuff, Steve. Uh, Steve, for Steve's team, um, he's not here, but I got to tell you, Steve, you know, you're still in the mix. You know, I posted the standings earlier today. Uh, I think he's putting up enough points to win, but he just keeps running into the top score, or not the top score, but just a big score every single week. And it's kind of funny because I even wrote about this that uh, his opponents average his opponents points his points against basically his opponents are averaging 163 points, and so you would think that average has nowhere to go but down. But somehow, some way, I put up 165, so it's going to go up very marginally after this week. Uh, moving on. And the next matchup, uh, Roger Barbecues Jeff, 186 to 111, posts the highest score of the week and his best week of the season. Roger, his best start uh, in his career and the best start for a rookie, except he's not really a rookie, so he's not really going to get that record. What do you think about that, Ant? You know, Roger's team is pretty nasty. Uh, Kareem Hump and, and Saquon Barkley, um, you know, you look at the top teams, uh, most of them have some stellar running backs, and I don't think anybody has anything better than Roger. Um, a guy who kind of invested in the Niners in the draft, went Garoppolo and Marquise Goodwin, and then had to pivot, and it shows that you can replace quarterback. Uh, yeah, and he's done a good job. Um, I think he, did, he got O.J. Howard, which was a pretty good pick too. And Adam Thielen, I mean, it really he should start thinking uh, John Dang because between Adam Thielen and Kareem Hunt, <laughs> those are that. two great, great keepers. Adam Thielen, I think he set the record for, like, most catches up until this point. I mean, he has gotten 100 yards every single game, and he has looked really good. So I think the dark horse is now the front horse. And um, I, I actually picked him midway through the season to be, to be number one, so I'm hoping he holds that number one so I can get some waiver money because I'm going to need it. And um, I, I like his chances. Yeah. I mean, like I said last week, and I thought Roger did a terrible job of thanking John Dang, but I think it, it kind of <laughs> it kind of begs the question of, you know, 
would we see John Dang in this number one spot after six weeks? You know, would he, you know, on the on the strength of Kareem Hunt and Adam Thielen, which in my opinion um, is basically the foundation of of Rogers' team. I know Saquon's been a beast as well, but without Thielen and Kareem Hunt, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that Roger would be as beastly as he is. So he owes a lot to John Dang, and you know, for Dang, I kind of feel bad because he's kind of you know he's yeah I don't I don't forget when he last made the playoffs, but it's been a while, and so I just kind of wonder, you know, would Dang have been able to you know to have as much success as Roger is having right now I think if uh, for whatever reason Dane comes back to LED we should give him Roger's team and make Roger uh, start his own you know it's kind of <laughs> yeah, like the whole John- that's, that's an interesting <laughs> question it's an interesting question but then how do you take away someone's team from him like how do you take Roger's team Where, we'll let him get Saquon we'll let him keep Saquon. So whose team does Roger get <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, let him keep let- Saquon but you know uh you know it's interesting that when uh John Gruden won the Super Bowl uh, for Tampa Bay, everybody gives him a hard time saying that was Tony Dungy's team. And you can kind of see now he's got a 10-year contract. He's been cleaning house because he doesn't want to win with somebody else's guys. Yeah. So, I mean, if Roger does win this season, uh, are we going to give him a hard time and say, you know, you won with Dang's team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the narrative for sure. We're, we're going to hate on, on Roger if he does pull it off. But All right, and the last, uh, and the last match in our recap, Anthony the Wizkid loses to Armand in a key divisional matchup, 119-91. And your team has now produced less than 200 points in the last two weeks. Are you due for a big bounce back this week against Dom? Well, I, I think my team kind of overcorrected a little bit. Uh, right out the gates, I had every single player scoring a touchdown. Um, I haven't had uh, – nobody's really been scoring. Uh, they still put up decent yardage and all, but um, I think this week my team is back to full strength. T.Y. Hilton is back. Um, Josh Gordon is becoming Brady's number one target. I think there's upside there. Um, Tariq Cohn is starting to emerge as well. He's clearly the offense is better um, in uh, Nagy's offense. So I, I also have on Johnson and AP. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave on the bench this week, but um, I, I feel confident. Um, some positive regression should kick in this week. And you know what? It's actually a big week for Dom because he doesn't beat me this week. He might be falling out of that race. Uh, Martin and Mike are kind of running away. I don't think Dom's out of it, but I think he needs to beat me, and it's going to be a tall order. Um, last week, every guy in my team was only averaging single digits. This week, they're all back up to double digits, and um, hopefully he can dodge some bullets. Yeah, and so let's talk about Tariq Cohen for a second. So I think it's super interesting because he's actually gone off the last two weeks, and he's been getting a little bit more work. So he's got 30 points and 20 points the last two weeks, and by contrast – Jordan Howard has had just a measly six points over the last two weeks. Just a major letdown for any Howard owners over the last two weeks. Do you see kind of a changing of the guard here at the running back position? I mean, do you think this is kind of a blip, uh, you know, blip in the season? Or do can you can you see Cohen eating a little bit more of, of Howard's, you know, carries going forward? I, I think Howard owners is a concern. Um, they do – play somewhat different he's uh, Howard's still gonna get the goal line um I just I just think this offense is better with Cohen Nagy's plays work better with him clearly they move the ball when Cohen's out there um but uh Howard still holds a little bit of value but I wouldn't say he holds um a little bit higher value as expected um I kind of saw him possibly getting um you know the kind of RB1 RB2 range but he's getting a downtick um, so I, I'd be a little concerned. Um, I, 
going forward. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Cohen's gonna gonna be the bell cow, but certainly if Howard keeps playing this poorly, um, I can see some carries being, you know, carries going to to Cohen instead of uh, instead of Howard. So definitely concerning if if you're a Howard. Would, owner, would you but... start Cohen against the Patriots or carry on against Miami? Uh, that's that's a tough one, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of like carry on, but I do think they're still very much a pass first team. Um, I think they're going to lean. I think Detroit leans more on their passing game, but uh, you do get a lot of upside with Cohen. You know, he, he, I, I see him definitely as the bigger play threat as in, you know, there, there's more of a threat for that long touchdown than I, I see with carry on. But I mean, both are, both are okay plays. All right. And with that, that does it for our week six recaps. And like we did earlier on the show, we did a quick look at the playoff races for the B League. And so we're going to do that for the A League. And, and for the A League, it's, it's a lot more interesting to do this because, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's kind of like the college football rankings, right? Like they just, <laughs> they just change every week, right? And they're not just based off your win-loss. So while, while, you, while, you know, while I'm sitting in sixth place, I'm actually not really in sixth place. You know? So um, these things can change and they can flip-flop you know, in every week because of divisions. So you can see a guy going from eighth to third or from ninth to, to second. I mean, it, it, it can happen. And so I think it's fun to kind of talk about it each week. And so we're going to do that this week. Um, I pasted this in the uh, thread already, but let's just go ahead and recap it for you guys. And so rounding out the top three are all the division leaders, and that's Roger leading the CTC division. That's, and then it's Jeff in second leading the Steve and Steven division. And we got Mike as the division leader for the Doug Martin division. Those are your top three division leaders. And then rounding out the wild card positions, we got Armand at four and two with the record wild card. And then we in fifth and sixth, we got Steven and Anthony who are essentially tied in total points. They are three points apart. Steven's got 857, Anthony's got 854. So that's your top six as it stands right now. Uh, and seventh is Sonny. He's trailing by about 30-ish points. In eighth is myself. I'm trailing by 53 points. Ken is about around the same, trailing about 50 points. Dom and Steve trailing pretty significantly behind, but still seven weeks to go, so I think there's still plenty of time to make up that ground. But basically the top 11 as it stands right now, even Steve is still within, I feel, striking distance. He's still within 100 points of the sixth-place team, Anthony. Anthony's got 854. Steve's got 759. In my opinion, Anthony, I, I feel like, like I said, with the B League, there's a lot of parity this year. And I think that amongst at least the top eight or nine teams, I feel like it's it's an open race. I feel like any of these teams can make it. I don't feel like anyone's really that much superior to the other. And I feel like it's 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 a good competitive balance this year. Yeah, I, I think the only thing superior is the divisions. Um, so we've already got three three uh, guys coming out of our, our division. I, I expect four. Um, but to be honest um, – it's wide open as far as the best team in the league. Um, any, anybody can propel at this point, or at least those top, I'd say, nine guys. Uh, it could, nine and one could flop easily. Um, but I think majority of these, these players will be in the playoff race. Uh, one or two guys will get snubbed. Um, but uh, I think Dom can enter in that as well, but he really needs a win. I don't know about Steve. He's kind of just – got 980 points scored against them. Nobody even come close to scoring that. As a, so that's really – I haven't seen too many people get that bad of a beating. Yeah. Um, but, and you know, if he, if he starts going off too, he can always score most points. But uh, with the way the division's set up, I think most points 
most likely will come from uh, CTC division. But uh, Jeff and Steven also are, are – they actually belong in that division. So um, they're, they're going to be uh, – one of them might make it, one of them might not. Um, but I think it's, it's between them two in that division. And uh, right now I, I think it's either Martin Yu and, and Mike for that division, and then the rest will come from uh, the other one, the CTC. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, I think it's, it's, it's awesome that – in my opinion, like, like I said, I think it's awesome that we're seeing a lot of parity this year. I feel like it's, it's – it's greater this year than it has been in years past. And I honestly feel like those top eight teams are all pretty interchangeable. I don't really see one being significantly better than the other. I know Rogers been pretty, pretty strong um, this year. And if there's any clear number one, I'd probably say it's Roger at the moment right now, but I don't think it's that it's that it's that dominating. So like I said, I think it's an open race and uh, it's going to be interesting how it shakes out going down the stretch. All right, and that is Luna crying in the background. So Anthony's gone and tended to her. And I think we're going to just go ahead and skip the midseason awards. We'll do that next week. Uh, <laughs> I think this might be a good time to, uh, to end the podcast. Uh, Anthony, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I got Luna right here. Let's ask her a question real quick. Luna, what rank is America? There you go, right there. Number one, you heard it from her right here. End of the podcast on that number one. Yeah, actually, I do. I did have one more thing I wanted to talk about, which was, in my opinion, matchup of the week is Roger versus Steven. This is a battle of juggernauts. We got number one in points, Roger versus number two in points, Steven. Roger's on a four-game winning streak. Steven's on a three-game winning streak. One of those streaks are coming to an end this week. Anthony, who you got, man? Uh. I'm going to go with Roger just because he's in my division. I really hasn't looked at the matchup, uh, but I always support my division, so I'm going Roger. All right, all right. I'm going Steven. Uh, I think that Roger is due for a loss. He's been hot, and uh, I, just, I, I, I want him to lose, you know. <laughs> so I'm going Steven. Let's go, Steven. Let's get this win, and let's make it four in a row, baby. Where's the family love? <laughs> uh, you know, you got it's a little family competition, bro. So, anyway, guys, uh, that was uh, a little bit of a rough start, but I felt like we, we pulled it through. <laughs> it was a little broken up. Our segments didn't really go as we planned. Uh, nothing really ever goes as planned on these podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but I thought we did a solid job. Hopefully, Steve is impressed with our work. He'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, guys. For Mike, for Bailey. For Luna, Luna. For Anthony, America. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Say bye. Bye.